Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's presentation. Today, we're going to talk about finances, personal finances, our views and our you know, ideas about spending, investing, saving, right? And we're going to focus especially on the intergenerational differences. What does that mean? Well, we have a lot of a lot of different generations alive right now. We have millennials, right? So I'm a millennial. I was born between 1981 and 1996. I was born in 1985. So I'm a millennial. Then we have generation alpha, right? Alpha. So they are born um, after, well, actually starting in 2013. So 2013 up to the present, they are generation alpha. Then we have generation Z, Right, they're born. They were born between uh, 1997 and 2012. We're going to talk a lot about Generation Z, right? Because they're coming of age right now, right? So they are right now in their in their 20s, probably, you know, or in their teens, right? Or maybe even their late childhood. So they're going to be teens soon, right? So we're looking at, you know, um you know, an, an important generation right now that's that's coming of age, right? You have the baby boomers. My parents are baby boomers. These people were born between 1946 and 1964. And then we have Gen X. By generation X was born between 1965 and 1980, right? So we have all of these different generations and all of them lived had different experiences. They lived uh, through different times. So their relationship with money is different. And that's what we're going to talk about. So in our Zoom class, so if you're listening to this podcast and you want practice, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to other advanced speakers, then send me a message right now and we can talk about you joining some of the live conversation classes because, uh, you know, I have uh, some conversation classes where you get to speak to a lot of people. We have one-to-one. So you speak to a lot of people and you're always speaking. So a lot of speaking practice on zoom, it's online, people from all over the world and you get to speak. So everyone's advanced, so it's only for advanced uh, or upper intermediate students. So if you're a beginner, this is not the best for you, but if you're intermediate, or actually upper intermediate or advanced, then this is the program for you. You get to talk a lot. You get to express yourself. You get to use the English that you know. All right. So first of all, the first question is you're going to ask your partner, which generation do you belong to? If you belong to a generation, you are part of it. I'm a millennial, right? Because... You know, they call millennials because we were, you know, we were coming of age. We were becoming adults at the turn of the millennium at in the year 2000. So in the year 2000, we were teenagers, you know, or maybe kids. We were children, right? So that was our, that's why we're called millennials. Now, what do you associate with these generations. So every generation has their stereotypes, right? So for example, baby boomers, right? My parents are baby boomers. Well, baby boomers 
lived in a very interesting time, at least in America. I'm from the, U- the US and I can tell you that baby boomers, you know, when they were growing up, there was so much money in America. There was, everything was booming. It was cheap. So you can pretty much pay off a big house in about seven years with, um, you know, decent income, normal income. You could, you could pay off your house in about seven years. You know, you could uh, have a one income, you know, one, one income household, meaning you're, you only need one person to be working. So the mom or the dad, of course, it was mostly the dad, but you know, the dad worked, the mom stayed at home. They could have three, four kids, have two cars, have a big house with a backyard, be able to go out and eat a lot in restaurants, travel, you know, a couple trips, two or three, you know, nice trips a year, you know, a lot of gifts for Christmas, you know, uh, you know, nice things. You could own, own nice things. And right now, that's not possible. You know, even people with, you know, good incomes, you know, they're still struggling. They can't save. Everything is expensive, right? So that's what I associate with, with um, the baby boomers, for example, right? You know, Generation Z, you know, they're w- one generation after us. So, you know, we say that they're, you know, kind of, um, you know, they grew up with phones and with the internet. So they're completely on, you know, they're completely connected to the internet. Millennials, you know, I was a kid with, um, you know, when, when the internet came out. So I grew up with the internet, but I'm not dominated by the internet. Meaning, you know, I, uh, you know, I prefer to have face-to-face conversations. Of course, I'm, kind of an influencer, you know, I'm, I do a lot of social media stuff. I do podcasts. I do a lot of things. So, you know, I'm very much connected to the digital world, but I'm still, you know, not fully in the digital world. So that's, you know, but, but generation Z, they, they, their life is on the internet. Everything is on the internet. All their friends are on the internet. They talk to people on the internet. They live on the internet, right? So I'm go- we're going to continue because I, w- I don't want to give you too much of my information. I, j- I want you guys to learn some of these uh, terms. The important thing is what approach. So when it's an approach, it's how they see it, how they deal with it. So what approach to spending, saving, and investing? So of course, very simple. You know what this is spending. When you spend your money, you buy things, right? You buy things, you pay your bills, you spending, saving, right? So saving is you keep some money on the side, you know, for emergencies or for, you know, later on in life, right? And uh, investing, investing is when you want your money to grow. So you want $1 to become $3 or $10 or $10,000, depending on your risk tolerance, which is a great word, you know, how much risk are you willing to take? All right. So what approach to spending, saving, and investing does your generation have compared to other generations? Well, I'll answer this very quickly for you guys, because I know you're, you're curious. 
you know, and you want to know what I think. So, you know, I'm a millennial. Now, I went to university between 2004 and 2008. So I graduated, you know, and, you know, and right when I was starting my professional life, you know, the, the, the great recession, the great financial collapse of uh, 2007, 2008 happened. And I studied business. So, you know, in school, they taught me all these things. Oh, wow. The economy is so perfect. And oh, wow. You know, there will never be another crash. There will never be another real estate crash, another stock market crash. You know, the system is perfect. Well, you know, when I graduated and I passed all of my tests and I thought I knew everything, you know, the house of cards collapsed. I was very disappointed. You know, and I realized that it's a rigged game, right? It's not a, you know, it's not what they teach you in school. You know, this is, you know, this, this whole financial system and the economy, you know, it's a big casino kind of, right? I respect it. I respect it. I respect the institutions, you know, you know, everything, but you know, what you learn in school, all the textbooks, all the traditional things, they don't help normal people. You know, people have, if you do what everyone else does, you're not going to win. If you want to win, you need to do something different. So that's my approach to spending, right? So I, I grew up, you know, in my, in my twenties, I had the, the, the great, um, recession. Then the rest of the twenties were good, right? There was a big boom stock market rallied and there was crypto. There was a lot of things with a lot of money. And then, you know, the, the current situation happened, whatever you want to call that, you know, just crisis after crisis after crisis, you know, COVID, um, whatever you think about that, um, you know, the energy crisis, inflation, you know, the, you know, currency, you know, wars and all of these things, right? So in my twenties, you know, big crisis, thirties, big crisis. So I believe in, um, you know, in spending the least amount of, of uh, the least amount of money as possible, you know, really taking care of your, your, the, the spending. I don't believe in, in saving because of inflation. I don't trust that the government will protect the value of the currency. So actually saving, you know, you're just losing money. You're just losing money with inflation. So really it's good to have an emergency fund. And I do have, you know, a little bit of money on the side for emergencies and for whatever happens. Right. But, you know, just to put my money in the bank, you know, and, and trust that they will keep it safe, you know, not really, you know, maybe in the future, but right now, you know, it's, it, it really, it's hard to trust them. Now, investing, like I told you, you know, I do believe in investing. I love crypto. A lot of you know that I like, uh, you know, these digital assets. I like the digital asset class because I believe in blockchain t technology. I think it's going to change the world. And I think that investing in technology that has a practical you know, application, practical application, that's a great word, and a future. Technologies that are going to change the world will, you know, will um, 
you know, will be good, are good investments. You know, if you invested in Amazon, Amazon changed the world. It changed shopping. It changed, you know, how people, you know, buy things online, watching how they buy things in general. So investing in Amazon in the early 2000s was a very wise choice. Now people say, oh, well, I missed Amazon, but there are some new opportunities. Every generation has opportunities for investing. And I believe that blockchain is that opportunity right now. Right now, this is the opportunity that we have, just like people in the 2000s had the opportunity to make money investing in Amazon, in Google, in Facebook, you know, in all the tech stocks. All right, so here are some, some opinions related to spending, saving, and investing money, right? And we're going to talk about these. So when the economic situation worsens, when it becomes worse, right? When it deteriorates, people should become more frugal. The key word is here is frugal and cut back on many things. So when you become frugal, you don't want to spend money. You are frugal. You don't spend, right? You, you take care of your money and you cut back. When you cut back, it means you spend less, right? You spend less money. You cut back. Okay. Very important. Number two, it's always safer to shun a savings account and store cash under the mattress. <laughs> All right. So this was, um, you know, in, in the past, we had a lot of that right now, there's less of that, but I know a lot of people that, you know, they, they don't trust the banks. They know that one day they they could go to the bank and the bank will be like, sorry, I don't have your money. And so people, you know, they, when you shun it means that you, you avoid, right? You avoid, you, you don't, you go around it. You don't do it. So if you shun a savings account, it means that you don't open a savings account, right? You don't go to the bank. You don't trust the bank to keep your money, money safe. You shun it. You avoid the savings account and you keep your money in cash under the mattress at home. Risky, but there's risk in every situation. In the modern world, no one should be wary of stocks and investing as it's the safest way to get rich. All right, so wary of is when you don't trust. If you don't trust, you know, um, or if you don't trust completely in something. All right, so some generations you know, they, they just believe in the stock market, like religiously, they say, you know, just put money in the stock market. It's going to grow. No matter what happens in the world, it is going to grow. Now that's true. A lot of people do have that. And, um, so some people, you know, I would say maybe the, maybe generation, maybe the baby boomers or generation X generation X, you know, the ones born between 1965 and 1980, they got rich with the stock market. It just went straight up. Actually, after 1981, it went straight up pretty much. So they believe in the stock market. And for them, it was the easiest way to get rich is just put all your money in the stock market. Now it could be different. It could be different. Next one. The only thing banks can help you with is racking up debt that you'll be paying off forever. So a lot of people think this. So what does racking up debt just means adding, 
and adding, continuing to add, continuing to increase, to accumulate. So you rack up debt. Remember debt, the be silent. It's when you borrow money. Okay, so you go to the bank, the bank lends you money and you borrow money. You're, you are racking up debt. Great vocabulary word. So, you know, people nowadays, they think the banks, you know, banks just want for you to get into debt. Just borrow money that you'll never be able to pay off. And that's their business. Okay. And of course, if you get into money, you know, modern money mechanics and uh, the creation of money, which this is not, I don't want to get into that because then I'll be speaking for about three hours. But, you know, the way money is created nowadays is with debt. You know, people say, oh, there's a, you know, there's a limited amount of money. And then, but when, when you borrow money, money is created. So money is created when, by the banks, when you borrow money. Okay. And, uh, you know, in banks, you know, typically according, you know, they would need to have a, a reserve, you know, it's called a fractional reserve system where you'd need to keep, to keep about 10% of the, of the money, right? Like uh, of the reserves, right? So you can borrow, you can lend 90% as long as you have 10% in your reserves. So that's the, the general idea. Right. But basically, debt is the most important thing in our financial system. Next one. After being hard hit by events like a pandemic, recession, or inflation, people tend to change the way they treat money. So when you are hard hit, you are affected and you are badly affected. Right. So whenever there is a big crisis, whenever people are hard hit, for example, the pandemic, you know, the recession, the inflation, you know, whatever it is, right? Whatever big event that was, um, that affected people, you know, people change how they see and how they treat money. Like my grandparents, they grew up in the Great Depression, not the Great Recession of 2008, the Great Depression. And that was in the, in the 1930s, right? And there was no money. Everyone was poor. Like you literally had to stand in line to get some bread. I mean, everything collapsed. So of course, you know, they, they grew up and they didn't waste anything. You know, every single penny they kept, every single penny money was gold for them, you know, and they would, uh, you know, they go to restaurants and then they would, you know, take the bread, you know, be like, oh yeah, this bread, we can eat it for dinner, you know, and keep it here. And and, um, you know, a lot of people, I heard a lot of stories of people, you know, going to, um, you know, taking the salt in restaurants and they like, oh, you know, we can use this at home and, you know, just, you know, a different, completely different way of treating money. Many people try to have a side hustle in order to make ends meet. So a lot of great words here. When you have a side hustle, when you hustle, you know, you have a, like a job or a little project or something outside of your normal income, your normal job to make money. For example, a lot of people nowadays, especially in the US, they'll have their main job nine to five or eight to five or eight to four or whatever it is. You know, they'll have their main job. And then in the evenings, they will, you know, uh, drive an Uber. You know, so they'll drive an Uber. 
and make money driving the, the Uber or they'll have an online business. They'll, you know, um, drop ship. Why don't they have an Amazon store or they'll teach, right? So for me, you know, I used to work in a, at a university. I was a university professor at the Academy of Science. I taught, you know, pretty much the best scientists in the country, but I taught them English. So it was English, but for scientists. So it was high level English, very, very high level, uh, you know, all PhDs. And, and I really didn't teach them the science, right? Or economics or, you know, but I taught them how to communicate in the best possible way, using the best possible words, you know, and really packaging their message. So this is what I can do for you guys. I can help you, you know, communicate the best way. So, but I, I had my university job and then I started teaching online as a side hustle, extra money, you know, just I had my main job and then extra money on the side. Right now I'm fully independent, fully online. So I quit my university job and I'm on the internet full-time, right? So it was my side hustle. But now it's my main, my main business. It's okay to shell out on something you can't afford, but really want, even if it means taking out a loan. So here it's okay to shell out on something you can't afford. When you shell out on something, you spend money on something, but it, it hurts. You're shelling it. You're shelling out on it. It's a lot of money, right? So you spend money that, that and it hurts. It's painful. You know, it's not, it's not just spending oh, $1 here, $2 there. You're, you're making a big investment. And you should only plan your expenses based on your disposable income without resorting to your credit card. Okay, so this is a, a, a philosophy about um, money. Now, of course, Generation X and even millennials and baby boomers you know, they, they, they lived in such good economic times that they didn't have to plan their expenses, right? They had credit cards, unlimited credit cards, just spend whatever you have, right? Whatever, spend more than what you have. You know what? I don't have the money in the bank, but I can pay it off later. The economy will be good. You know, no problem. I'll pay it off later. Now that's what they did. So here, you know, the, the word disposable income means the money that you have left over after you paid for your expenses, after you paid for your taxes, you know, all of that. It's money that you have left over at the end, right? So that's that's the vocabulary. So great, uh, great sentences, uh, you know, great, very advanced. So hopefully you can join us here. You know, and you can talk and you can share your ideas and see if you agree with them or not, you know, and of course, we'll do a lot of uh, partner work. So you'll get to talk to another advanced student. You know, most of my students are from uh, Europe because I live in Europe. You know, we have some Italians, you know, some French, Russians, uh, Swiss, uh, Germans, you know, Czechs, Slovaks, a lot of people, you know, a lot, a lot of people. You know, and I've had in other groups, you have Asians and, you know, I also have a, um, you know, groups, um, you know, for in the morning, well, actually it's morning in Europe, but evening in Asia and they come, you know, to my classes and I also have South Americans. So wherever you are in the world, if you're from South America or if you live in North America or you are, you are in South America, I have a class for you, Europe, Asia, Middle East, you know, I'll take care of all of you. 
Okay, so you're going to talk about those. Now, we're going to talk about Generation Z, right? When I talk to them a little bit, you know, I don't want to go over too much because these uh, podcasts are great. People love it. Uh, they love them. But, um, you know, I can I sometimes can talk for a long time. All right. So, you know, here we're Generation Z. So Generation Z, they're the ones that were born, you know, um, let's say after 1997, between 1997 and 2012. Now, they they are digital natives, right? So for them, it's very, very interesting because they, they don't trust credit cards, right? So for them, they grew up paying things online and there's, oh yeah, on Instagram, just click on it, buy it. Amazon, I want this, I want this, clicking, 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 buying, buying, buying. And then they are like, wow, I owe $10,000, $20,000. And they're just in. So the digital world really tricked them into spending a lot. And they saw what their parents, how their parents spent, and they got into a lot of trouble, you can say digitally. So they don't trust. They are wary of credit cards and they don't, and they don't want to rack up debt. So they don't want to, you know, get into debt. They don't want spend money on credit cards and they're, and they're scared and they're worried about digital, digital money. Right. Okay. So, you know, some generations, not generations, the other generations, they had student loans. You know, most, most of my friends, you know, we had to in America, you know, uh, it's very expensive to go to university. You know, if you want to go to a good university, you're looking at least, at least, you know, 30,000, 40,000, maybe $50,000 a year. So it, it costs about, you know, $200,000 to get a degree, right? And to get a master's degree, you know, sometimes it's 100,000 or 150,000. Now I have a degree, you know, and I went to uh, to to master's school. I got a master's as well. Actually, I almost finished the master's. I didn't get it. But um but yeah, you know, most of us we had to you know, borrow a little bit of money. You know, I, I got some scholarships. The government helped me. I won some prizes. You know, my parents helped me a little bit. I, uh, I also had to work, you know, I had to work in a, you know, uh, and, you know, in small little jobs to make extra money to, to pay for the small things. That's normal for us, right? Student loans, but generation Z, they don't want to do this. They don't trust this. They don't. They think like, "Whoa, wow, this, uh, you know, this whole system of borrowing money for to go to school." You know that they don't trust it, right? They know that they're going to be slaves. They're going to be stuck, right? And um, now they, a lot of them, you know, they 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 probably don't shun stocks, right? So a lot of them are are learning right now about investing. And you can see it on TikTok, you can see it on social media, you know, the Generation Z and millennials too, you know, are, they, they don't trust the system, so they are investing, right? And a lot of these Generation Z and millennials too, they were hard hit financially by the pandemic and surging inflation. Surging means going up, right? And so then they, they adapted you know, they, they resorted to frugal spending, meaning they spent very little money. They started taking care of their money. 
big difference from previous generations, maybe the boomers or the generation X, where they just, they didn't even think about money. They just spent, they had a great time spending, spending, spending. They always had a job. Life was always good, you know? So that's kind of, that's a stereotype. Of course, it's different depending on the country, depending on the region, depending on the socioeconomic level. But in general, you know, that, that's what happened. So a lot of, um, you know, maybe millennials, maybe Generation X also, you know, they, they shell out, they shell out half of their income on rent. So 50% of what they make every month goes to pay their rent. Now, in some places, this is absolutely true. Right now, they say the rule is 33%. So about a third of what you make, not more than a third should go to rent. Right. Of course, if you can buy a home, then that's good. But right now, in a lot of parts of the US and the world and Europe, you know, to be honest, just buying a home is way too expensive and it just doesn't make financial sense. Right. A small little house in California, you know, we're talking about, you know, more than a million, a million, two million, three million for a small little house with three bedrooms and two bathrooms. That's that's ridiculous. Doesn't make sense, right? Now, um, Generation Z, they also try to save money for a rainy day and they try to invest early. So they're, they're starting to invest. They're starting to learn about money through the internet because they want to take ownership of their finances. They want to be in control. Okay. And they also are more likely to spend money in charity shops. They're hunting for, for bargains, meaning they're trying to get some good deals, you know, some, some uh, secondhand shops, secondhand uh, cars. They try to save money when they travel, you know, they'll, maybe they might not eat out so much. So they're really careful about how they spend money, which is, I think is a good thing, right? And uh, they didn't say anything about side hustles, but I know it's true, right? So they, um, they have, uh, you know, they get extra jobs. So they have a normal job and then they'll try to get a little, little online business here, maybe at a, a YouTube channel, try to get some money here. Oh, hey, you know, try to get, do some drop shipping, buying and selling on the internet. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to make money, maybe trading, trading crypto, trading stocks, you know, any way of making money. All right. So we're going to watch, so watch this video. If you're, if you have this and click on this right here, you can watch the video. It's a great video. It's a, it's, it's done professionally. It's on YouTube. You know, and they're going to talk a lot about all of this. We're going to, they're going to, to mention, you know, generation Z and, you know, they, how they spend money. They're, they're into frugal spending. They don't spend a lot of money. They also stuff cash in envelopes. So that's something that I was very, very surprised to hear that, you know, they keep their money outside of the bank. And if they spend, they spend it in cash, it doesn't feel like it's real. It feels like it's safe. Like they're like, oh no, you know, I'm just going to keep this little, this cash on the side. And if I spend it, it's no big deal. So the main money, which is the opposite from previous generations, previous generations, they're, you know, when they use the card, it didn't feel like real money because they didn't see it. It was just a number on a, on a screen. And they're like, oh, you know, I'll pay it later. No worries. 
Whereas the generation Z, it's the opposite. You know, it's so, so interesting. They, for them, the real money, you know, what they really have to watch out for is the money in their bank accounts, the digital money, right? So they prefer to use cash because it feels like, you know, they, uh, you know, yeah, they're more in control of their spending. They spend the cash and then when the cash is gone, it's gone. Okay, I don't have any more money. I can go home, right? Whereas with a card, you can always spend more and spend more and spend more and you will live to regret it. You could, you know, if you don't, if you're not in control of your spending, you just spend, 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 spend. One day you're going to have some problems, right? So definitely do that. Definitely be careful with your spending and take control of your spending is very, very important. Okay. A lot of questions here. You know, if you want to do these questions, I would uh, recommend you go through these questions. You know, here we have the answers, right? And we're also going to discuss about your attitudes towards uh, using cash. Do you prefer using cash? Do you prefer using a card to make payments? Are there any other methods of payment that you use? Talk about someone. Do you know anyone from Generation Z? How are their, how is their approach to money similar or different to what you've seen in the video? So compare that, compare what you saw in the video and what you experienced. How is your generation similar or different to generation Z in terms of finance, right? So if you have young, you know, uh, if you have, uh, some, um, some friends or maybe some children or, you know, cousins that are in generation Z, how do they see money? And uh, do you think their attitude towards money will change in the future? So these young people, how are they going to change? What, you know, will they follow in the footsteps? Will they, you know, follow in the footsteps of prior generations and they just sp spend a lot of money and spend and spend and spend, you know, or do you think they'll be smart investors and they will be good, you know, smart spenders and they'll be in control of their money? Very, very interesting. Okay. And also what would be the consequences of using cash for everyday purchases and not keeping money in banks? Okay. So this is a big trend. A lot of people are taking their money out of the banks, out of the financial system. What could be the consequences of that? Okay. That is a big, big question and we need to discuss it. So if you want to discuss this, come to our Zoom class. It's going to be awesome. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to speak a lot. Right. So just get in touch with me, send me a message. Let me know you want to talk to me. And I will put you into a group and we will speak English. So professional business, top level English. All right, everyone. I will see you in class. Take care. All the best.